Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. We have got a unique show today. We're going to be talking about the book, Sacred Energies of the Sun and Moon, Shamanic Rituals of, and I'm going to get this wrong, but she's already forgiven me, Curarissimo, and it's by Erica Buenaflor. And uh, folks, if you are interested in Mayan uh, information, Mesoamerican information, Mexican spiritual information, this is your show. She puts a very unique twist on um, bringing this uh, ancient information to life so that it's usable right now, today, in today's technology. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that is holding you back, but you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, BS is belief system. Now, a bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third-generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting-edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I also authored two books. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services that I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. My guest today, Erica Buenaflora, is has a master's degree in religious studies with a focus on Mesoamerican shamanism from the University of California at Riverside. A practicing Curandera, and she'll correct me on that, for more than 20 years, descended from a long line of grandmother, and they're basically healers, um, and she has studied with healers in Mexico, Peru, and Los Angeles. After healing from a catastrophic energy, she embraced her gifts of healing, which eventually um, 
she left her career as an attorney and now she spends her time doing what she absolutely loves. She's written two other books that we're going to touch on briefly and she utilizes her knowledge in healing and Mesoamerican shamanism to inspire clients to realize their bliss. And you can check her out at her website, and that is realizeyourbliss.com. Again, realizeyourbliss.com. Welcome, Erica. Thank you, Monique. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about our, about our show today. I am excited, too. So um, help me with the, um, the language here and the... Um, energy of it. So, Sacred Energies of the Sun and Moon. And the subtitle is? So, the word is pronounced curanderismo. Okay, I'm not going to get that right. So, what other word can we substitute for that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not going to murder it. Okay, I'm just not. (laughs) I get the energy of it. I just can't say it. (laughs) You could just say healing practice, Latin American healing practice. That's actually perfect. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, now, you, uh, I want to start out with you're a practicing or was a practicing attorney or, um, and you kind of left that and you're doing your bliss. I absolutely love that because so many people are trained because we're told as a child that, you know, we need to do a certain thing or be a certain thing. And you just said, I, uh-uh, I, I did that, not fulfilling. And you flipped the script and you did what you wanted to do. But it kind of took you like this little uh, accident that you had back in, um, I forget the year, but it was in Las Vegas at Rock Canyon Falls, no, at Rock Canyon where you fell. So tell people about that first and how that helped you trans into who you are today. So basically, um, so my accident in 2005 at Red Rock Canyon in uh, Vegas, Uh prior to that I had been mentoring with um, two, principally with two curanderics. And um, we say curanderics when it's just out of the, outside of the gender binary. So man, a woman and, and, and a man, and okay. um, Barbara and Boma. And, you know, during that time, I was I was still moving forward in my, my career as an attorney, and I just kept getting drawn to these practices of curanderismo. It was something... You know, my great-great-grandmother was a very well-known curandera, so I feel that it was definitely in my, my culture. It was definitely in my, my blood and my roots. And um, when I fell, I, um, I woke up, I was airlifted, and three days later, I was told that I had a skull fracture, a brain hemorrhage, left AC dislocated, two vertebrae in my back fractured, I completely shattered my coccyx, left leg, I fractured it in three places, right leg, knee down, all of my bones shattered and came out of my heel. And um, they told me, because my coccyx was shattered, they couldn't do anything about it. They're like, sorry, you're going to be in the pain the rest of your life. And um, when they put the the, the bones back in my heel, they didn't do a culture. So as a result, six weeks later, they found out that I had severe osteomyelitis, which is an infection of the bones. And Mm -hmm. that bacteria was literally eating away at my bones. Oh, wow. So I lost half the bones in my, my right ankle. So there was a big question mark. If I walked again, you know, if the, I'd lost half of my bones, mm-hmm. it was going to be definitely with some kind of a system. And when I gained consciousness three days after my accident, because I was in and out the first three days with all the surgeries and whatnot, I, I really decided to embrace my bones, which is a Spanish word for 
the healing a healing gift from God, which I know we all have. Uh-huh. I just decided. I said, you know what? I I I can't I can't doubt myself anymore. If I continue to doubt myself, I am going to be handicapped the rest of my life. I have to step into my gifts. I have to step into what I know to be true. And um, I was in a wheelchair for almost a year, but after not walking for almost a year, I put into practice everything that I learned from my mentors. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean everything. Um, and I, I learned quite a bit, you know, everything from working with herbs, with acupressure points, with um, different kinds of energy practices and clearing practices and whatnot. Um, after not walking for almost a year, I walked with a completely normal gait in less than two weeks and remain 100% pain-free. So I, after that point, I just said, okay, you have my attention. I'm not going to be stubborn anymore. <laughs> you know, I was, yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty stubborn. I, I was thinking, you know, because I, I got involved in, in work as an attorney because I really had my heart in social justice. Uh-huh. You know, it's very much involved in social justice movements in college and in law school, and that's what I thought I was going to be doing. So I thought that that's how I was going to be, quote-unquote, helping people in that way. And I did it. You know, I did it for some time. I tried my, I tried my best to find a way to make it work. Uh-huh. And I realized it's like, you know what, I did what I did, and I served my time. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, served your time. Let me out of jail, please. <laughs> oh, I my served goodness. my time, and, uh-huh. you know, I, I did good work. And, um, you know, but after my accident, I, I decided it's like, you know what, let me – let me kind of figure things out because, uh-huh. you know, and also for my family, it was a big thing. It's a big thing. You know, I come from, both of my parents were immigrants and my mom, you know, after my father passed away, was shot, she was uh-huh. the first person uh-huh. in her, in our first side of the family to go to college. Uh-huh. My father was also the first person. He was actually the youngest person to graduate from, from college at 16. He learned how to speak English wow. while he was in college and got an engineering degree. So you better believe their daughter was going to go and be a professional as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no choice, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, it was, it, it was really, you know, I just said, you know what, let me take a step back. You know, maybe I'll go, I went back to school, grad, grad school, took some time to figure things out. And I, and I really wanted access to, one of the main things, I really wanted access to our ancient codices, which mm-hmm. are books from the indigenous peoples of our practices. And it wasn't necessarily that my mentors didn't know these things. So a lot of these things are orally passed down. It was a lot of times I didn't know the questions to ask that would mm. elicit the responses. Mm-hmm. You know, so I went back to school, just took some time because I wasn't sure if I was going to go be a professor, if I was going to be in academia and, you know, teach something along those areas. And, um, and, and took time there and I really got in touch, connected with my roots in a very different, in a deep, not different, but deeper way. Because mm-hmm. uh, I started understanding and, and realizing where all my, what I thought was intuitive also, um, where it came from. This wasn't something that I would just, no, these are something that indigenous, our indigenous ancestors also did with all these different Lika practices. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, it was huge. It was really a beautiful shift and a beautiful process, which is, I feel it's very common nowadays for a lot of us practitioners. It's not this neat little road anymore because we have, it's a different reality now. You know, we have a different kind of, um, 
yeah, different kind of a set of structure and we have different mm-hmm. things going on than back in the days back, you know, 50 years ago when people were studying Godamidismo. Yeah. Um, now, your grandmother... Yeah, so your great-grandmother was in this line of work. Was your mom, great, too? My great-great-grandmother. Oh, your great-great-grandmother. My great-great-grandmother. Okay. Yeah. And, um... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Did you energetically tap into her energy at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I remember doing my very first um, Linkia, which is a, you know, energetic shamanic cleanse at five years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to. <laughs> 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 but I did I, I was already doing it. I did it with a battery, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, like lay down. I was cleansing the person, and I mm-hmm. was clearing the energy. But it was things that I knew. I knew this was something that was was me. And then, you know, those those, those traditions are still very much around in our cultures. You know, mm-hmm. we still work with a lot of herbs. We still do a lot of whole remedies that are still around that come from, you know, our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, well, let me go back and study these things and bring them back and help us understand why we're doing what we're doing and, and give us more roots in it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's, it's also a big part of, of our soul loss with a lot of colonialism and colonization of figuring out, like, who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, where are our roots, where are our ancestors? And I think it's a, it's a very huge thing for a lot of us who... Um, have come from a history of, of colonization and all kinds of um, complex factors mm-hmm. to get us roots and Yes, and you know what I love about your books, uh, Sacred Energies of the Sun and the Moon, especially in this time of the pandemic. Your book, first of all, is historical. It also provides real-world, today information so that we can heal ourselves. And what my takeaway from it was about, you know, going back to the earth, um, being grounded, but also slowing down and opening up our channels of receiving information. And if you cured yourself after that horrific experience that you went through, my goodness, we could use this information to heal ourselves today. Now, do you think that the information shared in this book could help us with healing ourselves if we came down with corona or building up our energies so that we can escape this uh, dis-ease that is going on right now? Well, you know, I can't, I can't speak specifically for the, for the COVID. Because um, I really feel that that's something that, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of boosting our immune system, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But people also need, need to eat well, too. Which I do address aspects of it, too, in the book, Sacred Energies of Sun and Moon, because the way that they lit... And this was a very, this was a very poignant example for me when I read this, and I kind of had an aha moment. So I was already starting to do this intuitively. Their biggest meal of the day was usually at high noon. You know, at the time where the, the sun is at its zenith. Um, you know, at the, at the very peak of it, and that was their biggest meal of the day. And mm-hmm. you know, 
they they ate of course you know in the evening but their biggest meal was in the, was in the noon which actually is really good for our body our digestive system you know uh-huh. yeah we eat, we might have soup we have something smaller but our biggest meal is when we have that most energy during the day and our body can handle that so of course we have to honor ourselves physiologically as well as far as well as energetically uh-huh. well you know it's so, amazing um, oh go ahead I'm sorry no, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. So, I mean, it, it's, you know, in the book, it, I really try to write it in relation to everyone's lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. honestly, you know, even though I would say, I'd love to say that I slowed down, I don't think I really have slowed down. If anything, I, I started learning how to hustle, but I started hustling and doing things that I love to do. Okay. You know, it's, it's I, yeah. have a, I have a jam-packed day. I have mm-hmm. a jam-packed day, but I... All the things that I do, I love to do. So, and that's the thing, because when we're in transitioning, when we're doing something else away from the corporate or doing, creating our own business or whatever, yeah, we got to hustle. That's just plain and simple. I mean, yeah, we slow down maybe in moments, and that's been a wonderful thing for a lot of people for the COVID is they've been able to slow down and actually reflect on self-care especially the people that were just running and running and running and running and weren't doing anything that they loved um, and getting sick from that in various kinds of ways. But my book really addresses doing ceremonies that are both for the, the person who is, has a really busy day, uh-huh. um, has different rites that we can do, whether it's mantras, whether it's doing five minutes of breath work, ten minutes of breath work, that are ways of connecting with, because these energies were very, are very, you know, the dawn energies creation and tapping into that. It's something that also inspires us, hopefully, to begin to living our life and treating our life as being sacred and not just treating our life like, okay, this is a time where I meditate. This is a time, but finding ways to also integrate our lives, whether we're slowing down or we're hustling or we have time to you know, engage in a more elaborate, right? It's uh-huh. something that is made for any kind of lifestyle. Whether you want to slow down or whether you have a busy day and you, you want to do the things that you want to do or you want to incorporate more of the things that you want to do. Because there's no, I really feel like there's no real answer. I think for a lot of us, yes. You know, this time of the pandemic has been wonderful because a lot of people had an opportunity to slow down and they uh-huh. were doing a lot of things that they didn't like doing. Uh-huh. But then there's a lot of people who, who actually, in business-wise, because a lot of people were taking care of their health, their, their business actually moved up. Exploded, you know, yes. I've, I've been speaking to a lot of, a lot of um, and they're just like, they're very grateful for that. And they're, you know, it's, 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 a, very, it's a mixed bag of things. Uh-huh. It's a mixed bag of things. And I, I really try to intend on writing the book for anybody. For, no matter what your lifestyle is, no matter what's going on, what you have time to do, there's something there for you where you can access these sacred energies and start approaching our life in a more sacred way because that also helps with um, what's known as self-directing neuroplasticity, you know, changing the way, um, and this is something physiologically too and, and energetically as well, that if we start approaching our life as, you know, oh, this is the time where I meditate, this is my boring time when I go to work or I have to drive my kids or I have to do you know, wash these dishes or we start treating our life as like sacred. Everything that we're doing and being more mindful of that, we become healthier. We start wiring our neurons 
to start telling us, like, hey, right now it's time to release dopamine, a creativity uh-huh. hormone. Right now is the time to release serotonin. So whether it's just energetically or it's physiologically, it's a way of tapping into these energies that affect us on so many levels, on so many beautiful levels. And it's really, I really crafted the book for any kind of lifestyle and any kind of path. Well, you know, I love in the book that there's some place in the book that you wrote, you know, you can spend two minutes, five minutes or, you know, longer, but love yourself to nourish yourself each day energetically. And I absolutely love that. Now, in the book, you also talk about um, being in the energy of gratitude when you're doing your rituals. So before we talk about a couple of rituals, can you... Explain to us why we need to be in the energy of gratitude and not just peace. Well, you know, whatever, I mean, gratitude is something that generally, it feels good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. And, um, you know, it feels good. It feels good to be in gratitude. And it's usually when we think of like, okay, what are we grateful for? Who are we grateful for? Hopefully we can think of one person or one situation we are genuinely grateful for. And those good feelings, like as I mentioned, all those things, they also affect us on a physiological level, uh-huh. an energetic level, because everything is related. You know, we have auric fields around us. We have our etheric body. We have our emotional body, our mental body. And all those things work like magnets. It's that we start attracting more things to be grateful for. We start attracting more synchronicities into our life. And even if you don't believe in energy work, it affects us on a good level, too. It keeps us healthy. <laughs> yeah, well, it trust keeps me. It releasing good hormones. You know, yes, so our, our, our yeah, listeners definitely. believe in energy work, you know, because that's where it's at. <laughs> you know, allopathic medicine is good and it's useful to a degree, but I I think that, you know, the future is light medicine, the future is energy medicine, and the information that you put out in your book, Sacred Energies of the Sun and Moon, definitely um, is supporting that. Now, um, in the book, you talk about working with the energies of the sun, the night sun, and the moon, so tell us more about that. So, you know, generally speaking, so the the day sun, it's believed that there are certain periods of the day that they have certain kinds of energy. So generally, the, the sun it was believed to, be, to release what's known as in Nuwato Sonali. In Yucatec Mayan, or actually, that's the end that that is Chuyel. And that's soul energy. That's okay. soul energy. Um, and that's energy that revitalizes us and gives us momentum to change, to do things in the day. Just gives us energy just generally and gives us deep energy also for many different kinds of things. So the day sun in the morning, it's like creation. You know, generally it's creation, manifestation, and then the mid-sun, it's the afternoon sun and the noon sun was when we are in our peak power and the afternoon is releasing things. and we can start changing you can start you know um, and they did a lot of dream work uh-huh. accessing dream work because so believe at night that's when we 
shapeshift. And I don't mean just physical shapeshift. That's when we start, even our, our cells start sh- changing and, you know, healing and changing into something else. And we start accessing what are known as the non-ordinary realm. Uh-huh. You know, the, the underworld, the middle world, and the upper world. And we do this while we sleep. Our light bodies, and I talk about this in, <clears throat> in the context of shamanic dream work, are dreaming. Is in, in many levels, because we, we dream in a multidimensional uh-huh. sense. And, um, I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of movies that, that reference this too. Um, I'm forgetting where the names of, of the popular movies about dreams, uh, in, Inception, that's what it's called, Inception, where they, they reference it that we, we dream, we don't usually dream just one dream at the same time, but whatever is pertinent to us, that's a dream that we remember. Uh-huh. So, and that's a little bit much, but, you know, the shamanic dream work, that is something we can be processing our day, we can be doing soul retrieval while we're dreaming, and uh-huh. that's a lot of times we have reoccurring dreams of, you know, there's pieces of us, like, trying to get our attention, like, hey, can you can you address me now? <laughs> Please, it'll make your life easier. Yeah. yeah, there's still a part of me that, that, that needs that healing. And they actually engaged in ceremonial practices where they would prepare the, the um, you know, the, the person going in and engage in ritual ceremonies for dream work. Uh-huh. And, and usually later on at three, 3 o'clock in the morning, approximately, when we have most of our dreams, because that's when we start experiencing uh-huh. longer periods of REM, rapid eye movement, which uh-huh. is usually when we have our dreams. And they had, they believed that that was also a time where um, it was, it was a space where we could access wisdom. It was a liminal space. It was a space where, you know, it would depend on what we would wake up from and what we would engage into. And um, so the night sun is, Gives energy for transformation and realization and remembrance, and the the day sun gives us that that power, that strength to get, you know create something beautiful in our day. Uh-huh. So that's generally what it is, and you know there's there's various nuances that I talk about in the book for every specific period in the you know in the dawn, the um the uh, the morning, and the uh, the, the the noon and the afternoon, and mm-hmm. then the different periods at nighttime as well. And and folks, she actually gives rituals for each of those time frames, okay? And she talks about when is the time to create, when is the time to, you know, kind of release. So she covers the whole gamut, which I truly enjoyed. And again, being a different culture than mine, it was very eye-opening to... Um, learn some of uh, these techniques. We're speaking with Erica Buenaflora, Buenaflora, I should say, and the book is Sacred Energies of the Sun and the Moon, and her website is realizeyourbliss.com. Again, realizeyourbliss.com. So um, you talked about it a little bit about, you know, high noon and, you know, maybe that's around the time that you want to eat your your biggest meal. Um, talk to us about why high noon is so important. So the high noon was believed that that's when the principal deity was Tripochli. And it was completed with various deities, but that was one of the one of the one of their principal deities was, was at his peak in power. 
That's mm-hmm. when the sun, because you know, these are people that, that adored the sun, adored nature, adored the moon, adored, adored the sun. Uh, specifically, they were identified as people of the sun, was at his highest power. So we also wanted to do something to correlate to be in our highest power as well. We wanted to nourish our body to make sure that it would sustain us to so be at our highest power. And um, so that's, that's something that, that was believed in. There were different, it was basically an understanding of, of, it wasn't very complicated, understanding where the sun is at. You know, it's mm-hmm. when it's new, it's coming out of dawn, it's something that's creation, it's something that inspires us. And then um, right at uh, sunrise was when we are in our a space of manifestation. And mm-hmm. that's when actually when they did their baby birthing rites. Uh, a hmm. space when they would give, they would tell the baby like what their, their trade was going to be, what their name was going to be, what their destiny was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning when they did a lot of their house linkages, they went around and did a lot of house linkages, which are cleanses for the house, because you wanted to start out your day with a clean space, with a clear space, so you could also think clearly as well. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just very practical, and, and it correlated a lot with what's going on with the energies of, of the sun and what we feel and how the sun affects us physiologically as well. Okay. All right, so let's switch gears and talk about the moon for a, a moment. Um, as we're listening to this in the first week of November in 2020, boy, the year has gone so fast. We're experiencing a waning moon. What energies, what can we do during the waning moon? Because that's a time of release, right? And I know you have a wonderful exercise on um, releasing breath work that's not very long or very difficult to do. So, basically, the waning moon was believed to be, um, you know, that's when the, 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 the moon is getting, it's, it's gone full, now it's decreasing, right? Mm-hmm. So, it was identified as, generally, it was identified as a, an older woman, you know, with their performances uh, as a grandmother. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, in some cases, with some Maya peoples um, and different tribes within that region, um, they were identified as, as a grandfather as well. It could, be, it could be, it could be a shape-shifting gender as well, especially if they wanted to change something. If there was, um, if there was, for example, a plague, or there was something that was liminal, something that could be threatening to the community, was they brought in their gender deities, mm-hmm. and one of them that was very popular was, was the moon, because the moon could also take on their gender deities. And it wasn't necessarily, you know, it, it could be whatever was needed that was something that was limited. It, they were very important to bring on a different change. So the waning, if you wanted something to be gone, you know, you wanted, you, would, you would then invoke the energies of the waning moon. And in correlation with that, you could either do, you know, somebody that was a grandmother. Mm-hmm. Because it was, there was wisdom in that. There was also, um, there, was, there was wisdom and there was also like a slight... You didn't know whether it was some, could be something that would be good or bad. So you mm-hmm. wanted to work magic and rituals to make sure that it would go in a direction, that it would be something positive for the community, that whatever was being released, let it be something beneficial to the community. 
Uh-huh. So waning, you know, there's different breath works that we can do that we can correlate and different things that we can ask for to be released um, for the waning mode. We can do various things and, and to shift out of something that we want to let go of and invoke. Because the waning, the moon is also thought of something as our magical mojo. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the sun gives us will and power. Uh-huh. The moon provides magic, provides that space of, and that, that very much correlates with their calendar to their, their the, 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 you know, for example, the Maya, the Hab, that was the solar calendar, you know, 365 days. Uh-huh. And then the, the moon, well, at least we believe that in, in many traditions it was related to the moon, that was a divinatory calendar that right. was in association with, with the moon and magic. So with the moon, that's when you want to think of like, you want to do magic life. So if you want to do a ceremony that involves some magic with the decrease, then you would work with the waning moon, and you'd also may want to consider working with the night sun as well. And that's because there's transformative energy that gives power for transformation. You know, if you just want to just focus just on decrease, then you would just focus on the afternoon sun, giving power towards that. So it's, it's various ways of nuancing our ceremonial rites mm-hmm. and our bodies and our manifestations, our abilities to manifest something. So, you know, with the waning moon, I have a, a breathwork exercise, and I have various breathwork exercises. And the, the breath, one of the things with the breath, too, because I had a question somebody really sweet asked me in one of, the, one of my classes I remember a while back, asked me, like, well, that's great. You know, we're doing a lot of Eastern things with, you know, doing breathwork with mudras, hand postures. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what mudras, one of the type of mudras are hand postures as well. Mm-hmm. That's what body mudras and facial mudras um, and breath work. You know, these are all Eastern things. Do we do anything there from Mesoamerican traditions? And I asked, I said, well, have you seen anything from the codices? Have you seen any of the artwork of the Maya, of the indigenous peoples? Breath work is very important for them. You know, mudras, hand postures are pretty predominant in most of the, the images. So are body asanas as well, and they they relay something. There's there's a language in that, and that's what um, actually has been translated by a lot of wonderful, um, a lot of a lot of wonderful Mayanists and Mesoamericans Mesoamericans that have been understanding their language. And the breath work is also a wonderful way to release and cleanse our energy. It's it's a way to cleanse our soul. It's a way to cleanse our soul energy and revitalize it. It's a way, especially if we are able to just sit in silence and connect with the waning moon. Uh-huh. And if we want to connect with the night sun too, to give us power to set that intention. And, you know, we can also do some shamanic movement, which is, you know, just very gently shaking our body, opening our eyes one tenth, you know, doing uh-huh. a very simple gaze and doing breath work and releasing. That's a very powerful way to release energies and to move stagnant energies as well. And it's, it's a wonderful way to revitalize our energy if we connect with that night sun for transformation and then we get our magical mojo on with the, with the moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well in your book you have so many different baths and I think they're wonderful. So why is the bath so important? 
the, the, the baño is the bath? Uh-huh. So yes. the bath so the baths are something that um it's something that you can think of in both. Again, you know, when I approach this, I approach this in a way that I really try to, like, cater this for everyone. And, you know, yes, that's, that's wonderful. It's energetic and physical as well. Energetic, you know, when we are able to use, because all herbs have cleansing properties. Uh-huh. And this is generally, right? And then flowers, generally, most flowers give us that happiness, that joy, that, that creation. And I have... One banyo in there, for example, for, you know, for the morning period, um, and then going into uh, going into sunrise and then going into morning, is that it helps us to if we're especially if we're taking the banyo with flowers. Uh-huh. And I have a list of various flowers that we can use to, you know, depending on what our intentions. If we want to bring more love, we may bring in some roses. If we want to bring in peace and clarity, we may bring in lavender chamomile to change any misfortunes to great fortunes and we would make a very concentrated tea and you know so for example if you have a coffee maker that makes 12 cups of coffee you uh-huh. would make a handful of either herbs or flowers or a combination of both and put it where you would put the tea or the coffee uh-huh. and you would put a filter of course and then you get your pot and you use about Six, you do about six cycles, which is about 12, 12 full, you know, pots, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and you pour it into your bath. And, uh-huh. you know, that gives a very concentrated tea into the bath. And when we cleanse our fish and we go in there, we also use two cups of, I recommend to use two cups of Epsom salt. All those things help dump out toxins from our bodies on a physical level. Uh-huh. And also energetically speaking, too, it cleanses our energy body. Yes. It cleanses our etheric bodies, our emotional, our mental, our astral, our template, our celestial causal all over our bodies. So we are dumping out any any toxins, any negative energy, anything that's weighing us down, and uh-huh. we are fortifying it with these beautiful energies from nature. And there, and then if, especially if we connect with it, you know, with our intention, and we connect, and we thank the water, we thank. The, um, the plants for blessing us. We connect with the with the sun if we you know if we're working with the morning, um, uh-huh. and that will strengthen. Especially you know after we do banyo and then we shower off with cold water. We use you know hot and cold hydrotherapy. Afterwards, we feel like a million bucks. We feel like a million bucks, and it's just such a refresher. Yes, yeah. now question. Refresher and what yes. if what if one doesn't have a bathtub that they can get in? Can they create the tea and either spritz themselves in the shower, or how would that work? So I recommend in the book, um, and I recommend generally to invest in a kid's size pool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People mm-hmm. can use a bucket. Of course, you know, in the morning when I wake up, I use spritzers. Mm-hmm. I do that every morning. I spritz myself in the morning, and you know, and that's. But it's so much more powerful when we can just soak in it. Mm-hmm. It's so much more powerful when we can just let our energy bodies, because our energy bodies are, you know, they're, they're also connected to our physical body. And then, you know, we can, obviously, you know, we can, <laughs> of course, right? Mm-hmm. So we can just soak in it, and we're soaking in this energy, and we're allowing our body to detox. 
to dump out toxins, to release energies, you know, on a physical and energetic level. And then we're soaking in and, and then we're soaking in into these beautiful high vibrations from the plant. Mm-hmm. So, and, that, and then, and then we cleanse ourselves off with it. It's, uh-huh. it's sprinters work. Of course, if we're in a hurry, like I said, I do it every morning. Mm-hmm. And then we can gift ourselves time to soak in it, you know, either in a kid's size pool or in a bathtub. Mm-hmm. That, that's phenomenal. Okay, so folks, it's important to take the time. And, you know, she's right on with the um, baths and the releasing. And that's part of what I use when I do um, spirit release therapy. You know, I give you homework, or pretty homework, I should say, to do. And a lot of it entails using baths and, you know, different herbs and salts and whatever. And think about it. If you can get rid of it in your etheric bodies, all those bodies, you know, not the physical, you don't bring it into the physical because it's in our etheric bodies before it comes into the physical. So, you know, um, this book is full, I mean, chock full of different um, rituals, baths, energetic um, ways of working with the sun and the moon for um, your, your better life. And if you decide to do it, it does work. It truly does work. Now, Erica, when we go to your website, realizeyourbliss.com. What are we going to find there? So you're going to find events, um, events that are both online and in person. Mm-hmm. You know, because after the pandemic, we decided, like, yeah, we need to just continue doing this online for people because we have a lot of people, we found a lot of people that were out of state that were really interested in the different classes that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also find my list of, of, of services that I offer, different types of curanderies, non-shamanic forms of cleansing, um, soul retrieval, and readings, and, and just various sort of services. And, mm-hmm. of, of course, um, we do uh, a shamanic serpent journey. That's on there as well. Mm-hmm. And the list of books that I have, and the about me. So that's, that's basically generally what it is and then I also have online media classes that are are just a staple there for everybody because that's that's the basic like fundamentals of how to do cleansing you know which are elements of water um fire and space cleaning you know space energetic space clearing and also what I call body dust sleep uh-huh. and sweeping out energy and these are all you know practices um that stem from indigenous peoples of the Americas and other people, of course, around the world have used these types of practices as well, maybe in different ways, though. Okay, and folks, on November 12th, she has a virtual new moon sound bath class welcoming in blessings and gratitude. And you know, after the election on the 3rd, no matter which way it goes, we're going to need some blessings and be in the energy of gratitude. So definitely check that out. Now, can they register for that online? Yes, yes, um, absolutely. Absolutely, they can. Um, I, I have their instructions of they can Venmo or they can um, Zelle. Or, and, of course, if they contact me, they can use PayPal or Cash App, mm-hmm. and they can just, you know, put their email address, and I'll put them on the list, and they can definitely register online for that. Okay, and then she also has listed on her website her other two books, and that's Cleansing Rights and Soul Retrieval. And, folks, again, very powerful information. Information. If you're looking to shift your energy to the positive, if, you're, if you've been stuck and you can't let go of something, her work 
works. She will help you, even through her books, to help you have a better life. We're so blessed to have Erica with us. Now, Erica, we're at the end of our show, but what pearl of wisdom would you like to leave with our audience today? Is hopefully that we move forward and we treat our life as, as being sacred. And we, everything that we do, we are more mindful of it and moving in gratitude towards it. Yes. Very well said. So thank you for being with us today and thank you to the audience for being with us as we collectively get over it. I'm truly honored and I appreciate your time and attention. And please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of exploring the sacred energies of the sun and the moon. Abundant blessings, light and love to all. Agape.